0: Good morning, everyone. This is Julian Palumbo in Spirit with us. And today I just have a teaching um, which I would say is centered around humility, forgiveness, and how the true spiritual Christian is to conduct themselves through this world. So that's a mouthful I'll come up with a title <laughs> somehow God will give me a title so this morning I want to talk about this that the Holy Spirit just gave me um, again as soon as I got into the spirit ready for prayer that this message was there before I even got started so don't ever get in the way between God and someone else. Don't try to be God to them. this This is really heavy and serious, and I hope that you maybe will play this again and really think about it as it applies to our lives. Let God be God in their life. and I tremble in horror and shrink back at the thought of trying to play God in someone's life. But yet, it's so easy for us to fall into that as human beings because we're prone to pride, and we're prone to spiritual pride. The very thing that toppled Lucifer into becoming Satan, which then he tried to and does try and pushes on all human beings even to this day to try and be like god to think first of all in our thought life we start thinking and holding ourselves up "Mm, just a little bit higher than somebody else it could even be just one person but we feel that superiority that um that that feeling that they that you might know a little more than them that you know, they're a little bit below you in some way. So let's keep that in mind and press on here. Be very careful which human mentors. This is another point, okay? These downloads from heaven, sometimes they just come fast and furious. So the, the next point is be very careful which human mentors you allow As a newborn Christian, as a new baby Christian, or a growing Christian, as we all are, be very careful which human mentors you allow to teach you and influence you. Now, when I was a new Christian, I didn't think about that. I just thought, I was just like in awe of everybody. Just kind of like with my mouth open, like, and I was just like, ah, everybody is so... everybody is so uh, far above me and so close to God. And they knew their Bibles. They just knew so much. And I was just starting out. Having come out of the Catholic Church, I didn't know my Bible at all. And uh, I was brand new. I was brand new in the truth. There was so much I had to learn. So I just was in in amazement and awe of all my brothers and sisters in the Lord who were even a couple years older than me. Um, So I'm saying to you, even if you're a brand new baby Christian, you just got saved this morning, (laughs) five minutes ago. Be careful now which human beings and human mentors you allow to teach you. And they will influence you so be careful who you allow. Cling to the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, I'm brand new here, but I'm asking you by your Holy Spirit to lead me to the people I should listen to and give me a very clear warning in my spirit of those I shouldn't listen to. And he will because he loves his babies, his new christians his new ones his lambs he just is so protective of you you will have a special protection on your life but um don't just be careful and be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove just because um those who you allow in um can have flaws of their own and they can believe things that aren't true. They can have mixed doctrine. So many things. So listen to your spirit. Your inner man now is is alive in Christ. And even though you don't have much experience, if you trust and lean on the Holy Spirit, he will not let you down. If you ask him for bread, he will never give you a stone. So That is the way it is. So let now pressing on here, let your mentors be the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus. Now, in today's world, a lot of us might find the Lord through television, through a podcast, through something we read, anything. And maybe we didn't come to the Lord in a church service or uh, from another Christian talking to us now That's all too common these days. And it's great. I'm, it's awesome. Thank you, Lord. But that leaves us without a human contact that we can find out where to go to church. We can learn the very beginnings of the next step we should take in the Lord. What do we do now? Well, that's what I feel God has called me to do in this podcast. This is a very empty space in the world today for Chris, people who have just become Christians, who have just asked Jesus to come into their heart, and now they don't know where to turn or what to do, how to get started. And that's what I'm here for. And I hope that anyone listening to this podcast will look at the whole list of podcasts as lessons, as teachings that you should really go through to bring yourself up to speed uh, because they will, they, I, believe the Holy Spirit has led me to speak on all the basic tenets of, not tenets, it's actually tenets, <laughs> tenets of the faith. And, um, and he's still, uh, giving me more lessons. So, um, that's the, the niche and the need I'm, uh, obeying the Lord to fill in this podcast. So, Let's, if you don't have anyone else that you really trust, or even if you do, yes, even if you do, and first and foremost, let the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus be your mentors in his word, in the New Testament. Let Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Paul, and Peter, and James learn directly from them. Don't put another human being in between you learn directly from them from the the holy word of god and the things that they wrote most of the letters they wrote were written to brand new christians that they were written to brand new christians we were you are in the same boat as the new church because christ had been on the earth not too long before and just started his church and then he had then he returned to heaven and he left these godly men to carry on in his place and their writings are treasures and gold to us and on top of that the very words of Jesus Christ that were captured in the gospels are the main main thing we must go by as a newborn baby Christian yes i always recommend you read the book of john but right next to it, right before, right after that. Go through the New Testament and pick out the words in red. Get a Bible that has Jesus' words in red and read them. Because if you were alive back then when he was walking around on the earth, wouldn't you want to follow him around and just cling to everything he said? Even maybe try to write it down or uh, in some way memorize it remember it, you would cling to that because in your spirit, you know, you sense that that is God. God is talking through this man, what looks like a man, but he wasn't just a man. He's wearing a man's body, but he was God and he was divine, no doubt. He was God's son. He was the creator, the scripture says. He was God. He is the word. And, uh, it is extremely important that the new Christian goes and really commits to heart all the words in red that were spoken by Jesus. And then let your mentors, of course, be Jesus in all his words. And then Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, James, and all the writers of the New Testament um, let them be your mentors directly without any human intervention in between. The Holy Spirit will quicken. And that means make alive to you all these words that you need so desperately. It's like the milk and the meat of the word that you need to grow on so desperately. And you will, you will, no doubt. So, um, Now, when you do get mentored or listen to other people's teachings, compare the teachings and the things that people are saying, maybe in a church, maybe of a neighbor that says they're a Christian, they want to tell you things. Compare what they're saying to what you're learning in the scripture and challenge things. Don't take for granted that everything they're telling you is right. Even the most godly Christian, and as I have noticed in my lifetime, the most godly people I know sometimes get it wrong. And they don't usually get it wrong in a big way, but they might go off course here or there. And it, it's that's why we don't keep our eyes on any one human being. And there's some pretty wonderful Christian leaders out there and Christian mentors, people that aren't in the headlines and they aren't famous and rich. But Uh, They have risen up, in my estimation, to a very high height. And I do kind of put them on a pedestal. But even them, I've heard make a mistake or maybe get out of sorts once in a while or, or just go off because, you know what, they're human just with feet of clay, just like me, just like you. So our main mentor needs to be the Holy Spirit, and the words of the New Testament, first and foremost, and rely on that heavily. And then, um, I'm just checking my notes, make all Jesus' words part part of you as a filter and a grid of everything you see and hear in the world, even Christians, because they're in the world too. Now be careful of fellow Christians many of whom are in the flesh and if you're brand new and you don't know what that means that means someone who is not yielded to the holy spirit and uh living fr- out from their spirit they're living out from their fleshly desires and they still can be a good person and Christians can go in and out of the flesh in and out of the spirit um And I had to learn this pretty much by practice. When I go into my prayer closet and I confess my sins and I get humble before the Lord and I just, uh, next thing I know I'm sobbing. And why am I sobbing? I didn't think of anything sad. It's when the Holy Spirit takes over in me. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but when he takes over in me and I'm no longer in the flesh, I find myself crying. And that's always been how it's been with me. It, you don't need to cry, if, but you will know. You will know when the Holy Spirit has come in. You've invited him in in your prayer life. You ask the Heavenly Father to fill you after, after you confess your sins, anything he brings to mind. You ask to be washed clean in the blood. And then you ask to be filled with the Holy spirit. And by faith, you say, welcome, Holy spirit. I hand over the keys and the reins of my life to you. And I step aside. I ask you to think through my mind, speak through my lips, live, love, and work through my body, mind, soul, spirit, emotions, every part of me. And then by faith, you say, you know, you believe. All right. It's not me who lives, but it's Jesus who lives in me and through me by the Holy spirit now. And, um, he will he absolutely will not uh, deny that to you but he will and you may not feel different you mean but but you he may give you a sign that he's taken over um but a lot of christians don't even practice going into their prayer closet they don't practice what i've just described they don't practice laying down their flesh and keeping it underfoot uh, they just go through their regular lives and say, "Okay, I'm a Christian. I'm a good person. I, I practice the Bible, what the Bible teaches." And but they never get to that deep, true spiritual level. They live on the surface of Christianity, sort of. So um, be careful of these Christians who are still in the flesh because they can easily give you wrong advice. They can give you wrong example. Of how they're living their lives. So don't keep put your eyes on other people, even if they're Christians, put your eyes on Jesus Christ. Um many controlling dominating spirits. Now, this is another point today. Many, <clears throat> excuse me. many controlling and dominating spirits find and I mean demons, find the perfect environment in the Christian church and i hope that's not too shocking to you if you're new here you probably are a little shocked if you're not new you know where i'm coming from the uh demons are everywhere and where where else would they be but in the place that they want to take over dominate tear down and destroy but in the in the christian church that's why Christians need to exercise their authority in Christ. And you really can't exercise your authority in Jesus' name, in Christ, unless you are confessed up, repented, and asked to be filled with the Spirit and Spirit-filled. That's why the church doesn't have power these days. Uh, They don't have power. They don't see miracles. They don't see the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating because not many people, not many people, a small percentage are going into their prayer closets, are humbling themselves and confessing sin and keeping their bodies under. So that if you are serious about your walk with the Lord and you don't want a surface walk, you want the real deal, that's how to get it. There's no way around that. That's the only way to get it. And it is actually a side benefit that comes along with your strong, strong personal relationship and loving, loving prayer life with your new Savior. So the demons, the enemy, is of course infiltrating every church they possibly can and tearing down every Christian that they can. And they don't want any of it to succeed in any little bit. So... um be aware. That's what I'm saying. Always be aware uh, that your fellow Christians may not always be uh, coming from the Holy Spirit, and they can be coming from the flesh. And a lot of what happens is the flesh in our fellow Christians may want to control and dominate us especially as a brand new Christian, you're an easy target to be controlled and be dominated because you don't know anything and you can be easily misled and you can find yourself enamored with one person or, or another that has a very controlling personality. And you fall into this without even realizing that your eyes are on this human being, and you've actually lost your eyes being directly on Jesus, directly on his word, directly through the Holy Spirit. And you need to get out of that. If you are in that situation, if there's a strong-willed person in your life that you always go to and you just feel, feel yourself drawn to, Rather than drawn into your prayer closet to speak directly to the Lord, then you should pray about it, but you probably should distance yourself from them. I'm not saying cut all ties, but start seeing them as a person who puts their, what's that saying, puts their pants on one leg at a time and... They have feet of clay, and they are not God, and they are not his word, and they are not Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And they are just another brother or sister in Christ that is part of our new family, brothers and sisters. Yes, we're linked in arms, and we we support each other. We pray for each other. We help each other. When one falls, we pick them up and dust them off. And when when they're sad, we are sad with them. When they're happy, we're happy with them but they're not God and they're not to take the place of God in your life, even when you're brand new. And be so aware. I fell into that trap myself when I was brand new. I didn't have anyone to tell me these things. I had to find out the hard way. And the lady that led me to the Lord was very strong-willed and domineering. Um, Even though she loved the Lord with all her heart and she loved the word, she read it all the time. uh, But I found myself dominated by her, um, even in silly things like how to dress, how to do a lot of things, um, that I should have been going right to the Lord for, but I was going to her for it. And she probably should have encouraged me to stand on my own two feet more than she did, um, And yes, brand new baby Christians do need help. And they might need help with understanding something in the scripture or with a, I don't know, a problem in their lives, anything. But the teacher, the mentor, the older Christian they go to, that is such a, I don't want to say an honor, but you are being honored. If you're an older Christian like me and someone comes to you with a problem or wants to learn something or understand something better, that you are so being trusted by Jesus to take care of one of his lambs right right then and there in the right way, in a godly, humble way uh, that, that you don't dare, even for a second, uh, tolerate a spirit of of being lifted up in pride, even a little bit by their trust, by their coming to you as an older, wiser Christian. That is a huge deal, I believe, to the Lord. Spiritual pride is a trap for every Christian at every level. Um, And I I battle it uh, because I hate it. I hate it. It's stinking. It's ugly. And when you see it in another Christian um, or hear it in their voice or anything, let that be a red flag to you to run away. There are precious few Christian teachers and mentors and even pastors that are humble and keep contrite before the Lord. And remember, Jesus said, I am meek and humble of heart. Amazing, isn't it? It's hard to even wrap your head around it, but he is humble. And the first, one of the first characteristics of a godly, spirit filled, and spirit led Christian is their humility. Their humility will be very obvious. They won't be trying to lord it over you, they won't be trying to teach you. You may come to them, but they won't be trying to gather people together to teach, unless they're called to do that. And it will be very, very humble. You'll sense the Holy Spirit and Christ-like humility in them. And if you don't sense it, like I said, that's a red flag. Run the other way, and and uh, oh, the the more you walk with Jesus in a personal, close, holy relationship with him. And by holy, I mean keeping short tabs of your sin, even daily sins confessed up. I don't say that I'm perfect and no one is, but we can keep our sins confessed. We can keep asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. We can, um, pray, even when we don't feel like it, because Satan will not want you to pray, he'll make you feel like that's the last thing in the world you want to do, or you need to go to sleep and you can't stay up to pray. Well, I have sat up to pray when my eyes were drooping, when everything inside me was flagging down with sleep, and I'd be saying, Holy Spirit, keep me upright till I finish praying. I don't let I will not let Satan win that no, I feel the people that he's committed me to pray for uh, as an intercessor are depending on me. I almost feel like they're my little flock of lambs and if if Jesus is entrusting me to pray for them, then I will do that, and I will not let them down if if I don't pray for them and for their protection t- at night and in the morning then who will who will it's a, it's an uh, it's a holy trust that I take seriously and I always include you people listening to my podcast you are part of my prayer list morning and night uh, without fail I bring you before the Lord and um, so let me go on here it's already been. 25 minutes. Um, So new Christians, read your own Bibles, have your own prayer time, and walk with the Lord one-on-one in your prayer closet. Um, Whatever ideas come to you through other people, through other books, through podcasts, through uh, shows and radio broadcasts, hold up and compare to Christ and his word. And that's a really serious thing. I used to brush that off and not really pay attention to that. Now I do because I do it in the spirit. It's not so much mental. I mean, yeah, it could be like, oh, wow, you hear something that's way off and you know that's way off the scriptures and way that's not right. But sometimes it might be more subtle and it might be in your spirit. Your spirit feels icky and something doesn't feel right it doesn't feel peaceful pure holy it doesn't feel right and that is not to be ignored and sometimes the enemy just has you ignore it and then you realize a while later like oh you know what that person I never did feel right when I was listening to that person and that's why and you just Ask God to sharpen your spiritual hearing and your spiritual perception so that you don't have to uh, waste time listening to them. And uh, you need to find and ask, pray for godly mentors, godly teachers, Um, and he will bring them across your path. So um, Jesus never held back, even though he was lowly and humble and meek as he said about his own self, because humility is truth. And that's true. He was God. And he said as much to other people at times uh, in his own voice, in his own words, in his own speech, he knew he was God and he was claiming to be God. And that's humility because for him, that was truth. Humility is truth. He never held back from, um, from stating the truth. I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing. He's, he never held back from stating the truth boldly to those who put themselves forth as teachers and leaders if they were not speaking from the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and different people that were doing that. He he never held back. In, in, in other words, um, he was pretty bold and pretty... He didn't uh, soften his words. He didn't choose politically correct, soft, easy, nice words that didn't offend. No, he called them like whitewashed sepulchres full of dead men's bones. And uh, that's the first one that came to my mind. I'm sure there's other examples. And um, in this day and age, he would have he been um, attacked for that for for being hateful that was hate speech wasn't it i mean that's what the uh, the media would call it today hate speech against a group and so are we to do any less than our savior and and our humble godly jesus christ no he was still humble and still meek and because he was only stating the truth and hopefully, to their benefit, to their instruction. So pride and trying to be in, this is another point, pride and trying to be in control of others is such a trap for us humans. We have to constantly be on our own guard against a tendency to want to be recognized, to want to be lifted up, to want to be acknowledged as an expert, Constantly be on guard and ask the Lord to search us and show us every evil thing that may have worked its wicked way into our hearts, even a little bit. We don't want to, because we sometimes don't want to see it. We don't want to acknowledge it. We actually want to climb the ladder a little bit, be, reach a new height, um, be considered an expert, an authority. Uh, And that, oh, that's such a trap of the enemy because that's what Satan wanted in heaven. He wanted to be like God. And us fallen humans fall into that exact same trap, don't we? And that's what we have to be on guard. More of our own wicked way than anyone outside of us. So let's keep ourselves humble and confessed up and close, close, close to Jesus on our face, in our prayer closet, on our knees, on the floor, if we have to, and bowed before him. And, um, let's acknowledge our sins, acknowledge our weaknesses and these tendencies and ask Jesus to conquer them with his blood. He already did conquer them on the cross, um... So submit yourself to the searchlight of the Holy Spirit. And let me have a word with all teachers of all levels. If you've called to be a teacher, if you're called to be a teacher, be aware of spirit, these spirits of pride. that constantly seek to corrupt you. The Holy Spirit just reminded me of that verse that says, He who is last shall be first, and whoever wants to be first should put himself last and be content to stay there forever. Only God can promote you. Human beings cannot promote you. God can promote you if it's his will. And it may not be. Our place may be in the back of the room. It might be the end of the line. But so what? If we're obeying God's plan and being obedient, little tool in the toolbox being used when he needs to take us out and use us and put us back in hallelujah it's better to be used by jesus in a tool in his hands what an honor that is so uh those of you um who think you're called to be a teacher take the last seat don't promote yourself Stay behind the scenes unless God puts you in front of the scenes. Wait for him to invite you up front. Don't let it be your doing. You can live the Christian life in the spiritual realm rather than the earthly realm. And that's hard to do in this day and age. But it's the only way. If we live with earthly wisdom that is sensual and devilish that's what the word says that earthly wisdom is we we need to be spiritual christians that's the only way to be a real christian we're called out of the world we have a new nature that is not of this world our new nature is of is in the spiritual realms with seated with christ in the heavenlies So, we have to, our bodies have to walk around and exist in this world, but we don't have to be of it. We're constantly with Christ in the heavenlies. One thing the Lord has really recently shown me is the role of fasting. Even fasting, not complete forsaking of food, but having discipline over food and leaving off. All but the necessary healthy foods and in, in the amounts needed and no more. In other words, we don't turn to food for our entertainment. As, as someone said once to me, face entertainment. <laughs> and we don't turn to food for comfort. And we don't turn to food as something comforting to do when we're lonely. Uh, keep the flesh disciplined exercise discipline over the flesh. I noticed um, immediately that helps me want to pray more and hear the Lord's voice better. As soon as I exercise discipline over the food I eat and the things I drink, um, the amounts of food, just giving the body what's necessary But no more, not using food for anything but what it's made to be used for. Then your spiritual life, your spirit will jump ahead, and you you will want to talk to the Lord. You will want to pray more. You will want you will hear the Lord's voice better. Um, If it's a battle to get into your prayer closet or to do any work for Jesus or to hear Him. to hear him, sorry, <laughs> begin to pull back the reins on your flesh. It's so, uh, it's a balance. As soon as one is up, the other one's down. And as soon as the other one's up, the first one's down. So if you want to walk in the flesh, uh, uh, feed the flesh. If, if you want to walk in the spirit, deny the flesh. Deny of flesh, of what, give it only what it needs and seek that which is above. And your heart and your spirit will be filled so much that food can't do, that drink can't do. It's a joy, a higher joy. It's a higher love. It's a higher fulfillment. And that's truly what you've been seeking for. But we the flesh right away wants to grab food, wants to grab satisfaction from worldly, fleshly, earthly things. So be so aware of that. And I'm not saying you have to, to uh, starve yourself. That's what the enemy says. Oh, you don't want to do that. You'll pass out. You'll have low blood sugar. You'll feel horrible. You won't be able to do your work. I'm just saying exercise balanced. Healthy, normal discipline over what you eat, eat healthy foods, and eat enough of them to, to do your daily work, to, to take away hunger, and then stop. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> and that alone will amazingly bring your spirit to the forefront and your flesh will drop back. If you don't believe me, try it and see. It is quite amazing. And um, you will have more joy and peace in everyday life if you practice this. Don't care about the recognition of men at all, especially you who are called to be teachers. I, I need to trust the Lord to bring in the ones who I'm to teach through this podcast, for example. I need to obey what he shows me and leave the results to him. That is so huge. My job here on this podcast is just to make the podcast, put out the message that he's put into me to give, and then hit publish. (laughs) And yes, pray for it to reach those who God wants it to reach. And I pray for each and every listener. But that's it, my job is done. I'm not to worry about the results. I do publish. uh, I try to be good about posting it on social media just so that God's uh, message can be found. Um, And when I always think of the Lord brought this to me a long time ago, like, where did Jesus go to teach? He went into the crowds. He went into the cities. He went into the heavily populated areas, and he walked and talked among them. Well, what's the present-day equivalent? Well, social media, right? So I don't want to cover up the Lord's message that he gave me to give out to people. I want to put it out there as best I can, wherever the people are. That's where I want to put his message. Because that's where Jesus would go if he was here today. But that the results, once that's done, the results are all up to him. Who he brings to hear it is up to him. And I become less and less. He becomes more and more. I point you all towards my beautiful Lord Jesus Christ. And I am nothing. And he is everything. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So a sign that you need to humble yourself and myself and repent and renounce and focus only on Jesus uh, and not take things personally, and I have that in capital letters. I, if I were a tattooing person, which I'm not, I don't really believe in it. I believe that that's kind of a, a pagan process that actually can uh, bring demons in and it can bring in a soul tie with the tattoo artist. So, we can talk about that another day, but that's something I won't, I do warn you about. But if I ca- I have heard a, a um a Christian teacher once said in the spirit realm, they put up a sign <laughs> on their front lawn. And uh if I could do that, I would put my sign would be don't take it personally. I tend to take everything personally and I get hurt, and then I get upset and this and that. We all tend to be that way, but when we get when we get any backlash, when we get any troubles with other people, let's not take it personally. Let's say that might be the enemy working through that person influencing that person. Maybe that person had a bad day, maybe that person has insecurities or they just don't they're not they need to uh they need the Lord so many things, but don't take it personally. They don't even know you. Most likely th- these people don't know you or they're not walking in, in the Holy Spirit at that point. Let's not take it personally. All right. So that's one of, <laughs> you can tell that's something I, I'm i really hot about right now and I need not to take things personally. So uh, a good sign that we need to humble and repent is when the thought of someone still grabs you in the pit of your stomach. Do they give you, um, that means someone that bothers you, someone that when you think about them, you just go, ah, I don't like them. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to be with them. I don't really want to talk to them. Um, and I'm not saying someone who's abusive to you. That's a whole different story. Those people who are toxic and evil people, forgive them, pray for them, lift them up to the Lord, forgive them utterly and completely, cut all soul ties with them, but, and you don't need to let them into your life. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about regular people but they might have hurt you at some point and they probably do not even know they hurt you. And we took it personally. They probably didn't even mean it personally. We took it personally. And maybe it hurt our pride. A lot of times that's exactly what it means. It's a red light that you still got pride to deal with. So when someone grabs you in the pit of your stomach like that, even if they give you good advice, you don't take it because you don't, you don't want to listen to them, even to your own hurt, because it came from them. And you have, let's just say it, a grudge against them. You may argue and reason, and your reasoning for this might be uh, deep down, that uh, your knowledge is better than theirs. You might argue and reason that you have a right to feel this way. Whatever your reasoning is, guess what? It's wrong. And Jesus is just waiting for you to come around and re- realize it. The Holy Spirit is saying, come on. Whenever, when are you going to face up to the fact that it's you and it's not them? Yeah, they might have trespassed you. They might have trespassed you big time. But the grudge the desire to keep them at arm's length, all that. If they're not a toxic, abusive person, then it's you. You have a grudge. You have a problem. You need to get in the prayer closet and cry it out before the Lord and that, uh, yeah, they hurt me, Lord, and, and I'm choosing And I know I've said this many times, but it's a basic tenet of the Christian life. I'm choosing right now to forgive them, to let it go. They owe me nothing, absolutely nothing. And I tear up the IOUs that I feel they owe me right now, Lord, in the spirit realm, right before you, in your sight. I'm here. I am, Lord, I'm tearing them up. So and so, that person or group of people, they owe me nothing as of right now, and I walk away. I leave those IOUs torn up on the floor and I walk away. Um, And you may have to come back and do this again and again and again. And every time the Lord shows you and it comes up, do it again. And I believe and trust that you will find that one day comes and you never have to do it anymore because you beat it. You have beat it. And do just pray about it until you have peace. Pray about everything until you have peace. When you get the peace of the Lord, that's a sign that you've gotten through to heaven and that the matter is settled between you and the Lord. The peace is the sign that you've gotten through. Now that applies to every prayer matter that you bring up before the Lord, not just this one. So that is another good thing for a new Christian to know and remember, pray through and don't stop until you've got that peace that comes into your spirit, your body, your soul, your mind, like a river. And it's just like solid, heavenly peace that like a rock, it's immovable, it's indestructible, it's divine peace, not as the world gives. But as Jesus gives. So when you when you the thought of someone destroys that peace, then that's when you have to take care of it, as I've just gone through. Uh, listen, don't give a care about them anymore. They're on their own path with the Lord, and you're on yours. Commit them to Jesus. Keep your eyes firmly fixed on the humble, meek Lord, our beautiful Lord, our beautiful Savior, our beautiful shepherd, our good shepherd. Keep your mind stayed on him, the King James Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3. And I have this sitting here in the Amplified. I just wanted to read that to you. Uh, You will... This is Isaiah 26, 3. Now the Amplified reads, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both in its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. And that's capital U, God. Because he commits himself to you and leans on you and hopes confidently in you. flesh is in control. The spiritual things will seem dull and boring to you. You won't even want to pray or read the word. And that's another red flag. Take it as totally a big sign popping up. Whoa, your flesh is way in control of you right now. And you need to do something about it take action against the flesh. The first thing I would do would be cut out all uh, extra fleshly physical appetite things, alcohol, extra food, um, sugar treats. Just uh, put it on the back burner for a day, a week, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you. And you will see like a heavy cloud cover clearing up to a bright, sunny sky. That's how it'll feel. And all of a sudden there will be nothing between you and the Lord again, and your desire and your hunger and your thirst to be in his presence will come back. And you will, that will tell you more than anything, the difference between being in the flesh and being in the spirit. And your spirit yearns for his spirit like the deer pants for the water brook. God bless you Christians. I hope this has been a blessing to you today. And, uh, till next time. Bye-bye.